Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. I didn't introduce myself last week. <laughs> and, how will uh, we joining... know who you are? <laughs> I know, how will we know? And uh, joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. You would have at least name. put your Twitter at the end. I would have said my Twitter. Um... Someone waiting and two also, hours. I, Who is this I mystery put, host? <laughs> <laughs> I also said something at the front because, like, Sam was saying, "Oh, what's up with the audio?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, June's June's uh, only rec- we can only record them over Discord right now." And they're like, "Oh, you should say something." And so I I recorded a little thing to say at the front, just be like, "Oh, hey, our audio situation's a bit different." If you notice it, that's what it is. So I said, like, oh, editing carry at the front here, but that's the only introduction I got. <laughs> <laughs> People go online searching for the words editing carry. Like, my God, I can't find him. Minimap editing carry. Who is that? Uh, Jeremy, I'm so excited to start today's podcast because we get to talk about one of the best video game oh. bosses of all time, Ogdo Bogdo. Uh, Just really quick, quick update. Um, when you Google minimap editing carry um you do come up actually <laughs> oh do i <laughs> yes um via websites which i've never heard of such as listen notes apparently we're on listen notes so hello out there if you're listening to the podcast via listennotes.com uh oh, amazing but also podcast addict and all that stuff addict oh and then a third result for that is minimap cast number 70 over oomphed games mm-hmm. yep, yep. there you go does that mean it's good SEO? Um, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> because more often than not, when you search minimap, you don't get us. You get Minecraft mods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right because now. Minecraft, Minecraft mods are still like, like, especially minimap Minecraft mods is like one of the most popular ones you can get. Mm. Looking and at a lot of images for minimap editing carry, it's showing me Animal Crossing, Fortnite, that looks like cyberpunk. Couple, yeah, a couple of cyberpunk pictures. We've spoken about all those games. We have spoken about them. The occupation's in there. Right, yeah. All that'll be us. Looks like the occupation. Is that the occupation? Yeah, the one with the, the picture we used for Games Flows podcast number 20. Right, cool. There you go. Cool. Ogdobogdo. <sighs> Pardon? Ogdobogdo. Oh man, I'm so happy to talk about Ogdo Bogdo again. I'm pretty sure, like, there might even be a tag in the website for Ogdo Bogdo. Are you fucking kidding me? There should be. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's stop faffing about so we can start talking about Ogdo Bogdo faster. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is our weekly podcast for minimap.com.au, um, the minimap cast. Uh, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. We're going to talk about some news and stuff like that. Uh, Drew's not here this week, uh, but when they are, we'll also be answering their insightful questions. Incisive questions, I think is what I meant to say. Um, If you want to support any of this or if you want to see more of it, you can go to minimap.com.au, see all the other podcast episodes we've got up there, uh, the occasional written word as well. Um, All of the podcasts that we do are on every podcast service of your choosing, um, including our Game Club podcast, the Game Spoilers podcast, um, as well as The Pecking Order, which is our kissability in pop culture ranking podcast. Um, every time I try to describe that one, I get it right. But the, I, I... You feel I like you've gotten it wrong. I, I, think, I don't think you could say it any shorter than that. 
You know uh, what I mean? I mean, pop culture you, kissability ranking podcast. I mean, if you could say pop culture kissability ranking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. Uh, You you executed that one well. That was good. In my mind, I was like, don't fuck this up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, You can also support us uh, by rating those podcasts on whatever podcast service that you use, you know, subscribing to them or hitting a little plus or a little heart or a five star review or a a 10 star review if they'll let you. Um, uh, You can also go to patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, to uh, support us monetarily if you so choose to do so. If you so choose to do so. I think I said that last week as well. That's not how you say that. Um, and if you just choose quickly to do so. If you choose to do so. Yeah. So if you, if you so choose to do so choose. <laughs> if you so choose to do so choose so. <laughs> exactly. So you get it. And uh, just before we wrap this little bit up, just wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use uh, their music for the Minimapcast. It's the Moog Model D Improv uh, from their YouTube channel. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Jeremy, today's list of games doesn't include a massive amount of brand new stuff. The newest thing on here, I think, is 12 Minutes, which we spoke a bit about last week anyway. Um, yeah. why don't we hear a, why don't you tell me about a township tale I don't know what this is okay um, so a township tale is a virtual reality crafting survival game oh yeah um, very much much like Minecraft but not blocky um, and also like a, it's like server based and so there's like a online people as well um so it's like rust uh it's less egregious <laughs> <laughs> um it's it, it's 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 quite less friendly. heinous yeah um <laughs> it's quite it's quite friendly it's 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 very colorful it's very bright um i i played i played a a, a fair a fair chunk of it i i played a little bit on my own and then i, I also did the tutorial um, like server as well, which teaches you the basics of it. Um, I played this on the Oculus Quest because um, it's one of the games that can run native on it, which is cool. Um, it is interesting. Um, one of the the main reason I actually threw it in here um, is because it does it does something I had made fun of a while ago. Um, and turns out there's a reason I made fun of it. It's because it's quite silly. Um, and that's like, you know, when you play survival crafting games and you like have to mine resources and chop down trees and break rocks and, and all that stuff, right? In games like Minecraft and Rust and Valheim and all that stuff, you have a button which is like the chop and attack button. And I remember years and years and years ago when the Oculus was like still being announced and wasn't really consumer ready, um... One of the jokes people would make would like imagine Minecraft in in Oculus because that would be really cool, but also your arm would get really tired from like hitting things over and over again and stuff like that, right? Um, and they fix that in games like Minecraft by like allowing you to auto um, auto chop things down and and stuff like that. Um, in a township tale, they don't have that, 
And so your arm does get really, really tired <laughs> from just breaking shit the entire time. But like fake shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they, they have some interesting ways around it. So for example, if you've got an axe and you're chopping down a tree, if you use two hands, you actually do stronger attacks. And it, it also measures how fast you're moving. Um, where if you move it really fast, you will get like a really, really strong attack and you can chop down a tree within like three hits. Um, but it's like still really exhausting at times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, not like the, it's not like a Wii game where you could just move your, your wrist faster no, to simulate like a faster movement. No, like the tracking is quite good as it turns out. Um, <laughs> and so it knows when you're like not putting in much effort. Um, and it fucking is exhausting. <laughs> um, it knows. It knows. It just knows. Um, yeah, like attention to it, 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 it's all right. It's the tutorial doesn't really do a good job of teaching you actually how to do the things. It'll tell you like, here's how to do this to finish this part of the tutorial. Um, but it won't actually tell you how to do that thing. And so more often than not, I'm like looking around, like fucking with things, trying to get it to work until like some nine-year-old comes up to me and tells me over like, you know, screams down a microphone, now you gotta do this. And I look at him and I do the thing and I hold it and he goes, there you go. And I'm like nodding because I've turned up my mic because I don't talk to kids. And like, I'm like nodding, like going like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's like um, rec room. A bit, yeah. Um, and um, what I... I, I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about it um, on here, apart from when I first played it, there was like a tutorial about how to chop down trees and get grass as well as make fires, um, like make like a campfire. And Is that like making these, like a tree? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and when you make campfires, you get dried grass and you get some logs and then you get two stones together and you hit them together to make a spark near some dry grass and it'll create like a little fire. Um, for those who are unaware how to make fire. Um, <laughs> I was like around the logging area where they teach you how to make fire in the tutorial and there were these two kids that were waiting for their fire to go out before they logged out of the server, which I thought was very cute. Um and so I went over with all my dried grass and I kept on throwing shit into the fire <laughs> and just kept on like reigniting it and making it bigger <laughs> than what I was before. They like, like tell no, you no, off no. or they Yeah, like- they're like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. And I kept on putting more grass into the fire and then like dancing around the fire <laughs> and then getting a stick and then putting the end of it in the fire. So I've got like a little flame at the end of my stick and like waving it around and like, they're like, no, stop, stop. We want the fire to go out. And I kept on just fucking with the fire. <laughs> uh, VR is good. Online you're like VR a, is so good. You're like a forest nymph or something. You're just yeah. being a little shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it is so fun messing, like, you know, really lightheartedly messing with yeah, people yeah. in VR because, like, because you can see, like, you can do, like, gestures that you can, like, you can have antics. Um, it is it is so, so fun. It, it reminds us of when we played, played Rec Room. Um, I, I, I probably will play play township play a little bit more um if i can get some of my other friends who have vr to to pick it up it's pretty cheap i think it's about 15 bucks um wow or 20 bucks um 
And you can host servers internally of the game, so you can just like launch a server and it'll work. Um, which is neat that the quest can do that. Um, I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say, do you think it's it's hosted on the quest, or is it more likely that it's maybe um, like just another server somewhere that you get? I don't know access to. I, I am not sure. Um, it's not incredibly popular, so like. I don't know if they have those free to do. I, I'm 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 not sure. Um, but yeah, like it's like it's 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 kind of neat. Um, mm. I would I would like to play on on a private server a bit more because the tutorial island is like it's 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 fine, but like they give you like a very you know like they allow you to dip your toes into what the game is without like you know getting into any of the really heavier crafting and 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 stuff. Um, but like the actual way the crafting works in that game is like not very good. And the inventory management is also not very good. Um, and I feel like I'm just constantly bending over to pick shit up (laughs) and it's like playing a game that like playing a VR game post Half-Life Alex that just requires you to bend down and pick things up. I'm like, ugh, just give me the fucking (laughs) gravity gloves like in Alex because like, you know, honestly, VR is small enough that everybody needs to start ripping off everybody to make all their games better because, like, yeah. once you find something that's really good, going back to something that's not as good is like, uh, my back. Tell me, Jeremy, were you bending with your back or your knees? I was, there's a menu button. So there's a radio menu that pops up that allows me to just get very short and I just pick things up from chest height and then I get very <laughs> tall again. Um, I was sitting down mostly while I was playing it. So all I was really doing is just bumping my hands on my desk. <laughs> Until I decided, actually, I should probably just spin my chair the other way, so I'm playing into a void in my room as opposed to where yeah. my computer is. <laughs> yeah, VR's VR's pretty neat. I like, you know, it's interesting. You said, "Oh, you know, it's like Minecraft, but it's in VR," and immediately I was like, "Ooh, you know, like <laughs> those games." I feel like if you've done them once, you've done them a thousand times. I think, especially playing Valheim earlier this year, it's like I've done this before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that extra layer of VR, it, it's it's alluring. It is like I I haven't actually played Minecraft in VR yet, which is actually kind of shocking for me um, when I think about it. But like, it would I think I think that would that could really consume me in a way. Um, <laughs> but I did read so there's like this is a little bit tangential, but I I read an article once. Oh no no, it was a video. Sorry, I watched a video once about someone who spent. I want to say it was 36 hours in Minecraft VR mm. um, because they wanted to know what it would be like to have like an entire like human day cycle yeah. inside of Minecraft. And so that required them to also like go to sleep with the helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> and they said one of the strangest feelings that they've ever experienced was waking up, opening their eyes and then immediately seeing Minecraft. um which yeah that's pretty fucking weird um it's a it's a it's a really cool video people should should look it up um but like yeah they like they just basically spent their day like in one spot in their house while they like just played minecraft for an entire fucking day Mm. um in vr it's 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 pretty neat um i i um i recently watched a similar video i don't know if it's the one person doing these 
Um, but I recently watched another one like that, which was um, 24 Hours in Ocarina of Time VR. Right, okay. Which was pretty janky because that game is from 1998. Yeah. Um, and is not first person of no. <laughs> nearly any of it. So like, like just aiming your bow and slingshot and is basically it. Um, but yeah, this guy said it was like, it was incredible. Like he like... <laughs> At the end of his 24 hours, he, like, did a workout on top of Death Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. VR's weird, man. Yeah, VR is weird. Uh, let's... You want to jump into what you've been playing? I d- yeah. Let's talk about 12 minutes. Okay. Um, so, since last week, very soon after we recorded last week's podcast, I finished 12 minutes. Um... So that's pretty soon after we had the discussion on the podcast, which everyone's like, oh, I want to know what the ending is. And I, you know, I just seen people online and either love it or they hate it. I really want to know what it is. I haven't, I haven't looked it up yet though. And then Jeremy and I had a discussion online where I was like, oh, I beat it. I think I, and I said to Jeremy, I think I know which, which, which side of the fence you're going to come down on. And then <laughs> Jeremy was like, oh, Set which side off. of the fence am I going to come down on? <laughs> And I said, oh, I'm not telling you. That's, that's not what I said that. I was just saying that so we can talk about it when you finish it. <laughs> and we proceeded to have a half an hour argument of you being like, tell me. I'm like, no, I don't want to color your impression. And you're like, tell me. Tell me, like Carrie. a.m. Tell me, what side of the fence am I going to come down on? I don't think you're going to like the ending of this game. Okay. Um, um, as it's- so, so more than one person has actually said that to me. Interesting. Uh, it, so I still not finished it, by the way. Just yes, yeah, yes. You have played it. more though. Yes, um, I feel like I'm I'm fairly close. Well, let me ask you how fast pa- how far past the bumblebee um, thing I've got, are you? I've got bumblebee to to call uh, this. Uh, so this is going to be moderate-ish spoilers into into 12, 12 minutes. Yeah, um, probably for the next minute. I'm not going to spoil too much about the ending um because yep. jeremy hasn't played it yet but yeah for the middle of the game this, this is fairly crucial but yeah skip ahead a couple of minutes if you yeah want. um uh bumblebee has called the cop um yep. and i've had like conversations i know about bumblebee like i know like the whole cancer thing and um i know like i have made i've called i've called bumblebee multiple times um so yeah, Bumblebee is the cop's daughter for those yeah. who are still listening and aren't familiar. Yeah. Um, I know where the watch is because the game glitched out on me and was like, the watch was in like, you know, like I know about the hidden watch in the vent and I'm sitting there going, oh, what? Like what, what's it doing? <laughs> and yeah, like the game skipped a step, which was really weird and kind of, kind of really not, like I didn't enjoy that happening at all. Um, yeah, kind of The game it a spoiled it. Yeah, like the game spoiled a chunk for me in a way that I thought was actually kind of shitty. Um, I, I, I'm getting to a part in the game that I think the the game isn't prepared for me in a way. The, the beginning of the game is really, really prepared for you to do anything. Yeah. And as I'm narrowing down what I'm trying to get, what I'm trying to to like you know like things that i'm trying in different ways of me um doing certain events and certain orders i feel like the game is getting less and less prepared for me to do some of those things 
Um, for example, I, I, I did a run where I drugged the wife mm. and I closed the door and I mm. put the watch on the table mm. and I hid in the cupboard. And oh. the, yeah. And, and I was just like, I wonder if he can break in, find the watch, take it and leave. I but, like that. Yeah. Cause I was like, I wonder what, I wonder if that would break a loop in some way. Like, I wonder if he would just go, Hey, I've got the watch and the wife is drugged or dead or I don't care. I have the watch. I can just leave peacefully. What he did is he walked in, did not see the watch on the table at all. Mm. Just like looked directly at it. Didn't see it. Went over, found the drugged wife, tried to wake her up. She didn't wake up, looked around the apartment, was about to leave, decides to look in the cupboard, drags me out of the cupboard Grabs the watch, chokes me out. <laughs> Didn't say anything. Like, 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 did like the whole like, hey, what are you doing in here? Get down on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kind of had nothing to say to me and just choked me out. And like, sorry, yeah. grabbed the watch, put it in his pocket and then just killed me. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. That is like, that's like, that's the the that that's the 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 ai states have been skipped mm. and had to try and find an endpoint um and so i feel like i'm already starting to like lose my uh, like lose some of my patience with the game mm. you're finding um, the seams yeah and and i think part of it is because the beginning of this game is is the the seams are really really well hidden yeah um and I'm 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 seeing more and more of those as as I'm as I'm getting further along. Um, yeah. That that being okay. said, I I don't know. I I I'm still not 100 percent sure of the direction I need to go. Um, yeah. Like I've still got a little bit to figure out before I finish. Um, so I've probably got about so, a couple hours. You. How much long do you think it'll take for you to finish it? Maybe maybe two hours. A sitting, I think. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're you're not you're not close, but I'd say you're past halfway. I'd say you're maybe two thirds in, kind of a deal. But like you got a you got a bit left. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. You know, I, I thought I was getting that section. And I thought I don't really know where this is going to go now. And then it, the game keeps going, right? In yeah. a way that. Well, we, we we spoke about which which side of the fence I th- I, th- I think you're going to land on. I'm curious what side of the fence you landed on. I didn't. Um, if if the two sides of the fence are love and hate, then I kind of just like fell off. You know, when you're like, you just kind of like awkwardly fall off a chair and like your legs stuck on a thing. You're like, oh, and you can just kind of stand up awkwardly. I didn't like land into the the hatred side and and like i'm i'm full of i'm I'm seething and i'm furious but i kind of i fell off into the dislike side and i'm like ow ow would you recommend (laughs) the game Uh, (laughs) so if there's a couple of things that that go into that right in terms of a a cool time loop story that's engaging and well enough voice acted and i think it's one of the it, it, it's it's a very tight adventure game because yeah. it is just those 12 minutes. It, you, you're not looking at like a whole environment's worth of items to pick up and characters to interact with. It's very tight. And that meant that the way I solved 
problems was by I really thought felt that I was coming up with the solutions, which I don't always in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times it was like, okay, so I've I've explored this avenue, but I, my character and myself, we don't I don't have any I don't have any more threads that I can pull on to sort of get more information. So then do I, maybe I need to talk to the cop a bit more. And so I would go through that and be like, oh, okay, yeah, look, there's there's more dialogue here that I didn't go through the first time. Um, it was that kind of thing where it was like, I never I never felt like I needed to look up a guide. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd sit there and I'd be like, hmm, that didn't work. I should try this. Hmm, that didn't work. I should try this. Oh, I just want to try this on the next time. I just want to try this. And so because of that, I, I, I felt very engaged in the gameplay loop. Um, I have heard many people say they've been quite frustrated with it and that they would they would say that they would need a guide or they would expect others to need a guide based on the solutions they've found um but for me i found it quite satisfying so from a gameplay engaging standpoint i would say it's it's quite good even if the even if you don't engage that much with the ending Mm -hmm. however this game really should have had a content warning on it. Doesn't know for so much. No, it doesn't. Right. Okay. This doesn't like there is. You have to. You have to do a number of terrible things, and you have to witness a number of terrible things. Sometimes over and over, you can, like, you can see your wife get shot in the head, and you can. You. I think it is. It's part of the core loop of the game that you have to use the sleeping pills um on your wife and that's like not cool and it's kind of justified as this like oh nothing's real you're just trying to get out of the time loop when you get out of the real loop it'll all be okay right but that kind of it it brings it brings those questions to light of you know if you've done these things and they never happened but you remember them happening did you really do them kind of thing you know that's sort of a philosophical nugget but at the end of the day there's a lot of violent and challenging imagery and audio and thoughts that you have to engage with in order to play this game. Um, yeah, when we when we start talking about Boyfriend Dungeon didn't have a strong enough a strong enough content warning, even though it did actually have one for the stuff that people found challenging. And then we look at this, or we look at Persona, it's like we we are barking up the wrong trees with, with <laughs> what is what yeah. isn't isn't getting good enough content warnings. I'll tell you what. Um That said, I enjoyed the ride and I enjoyed the way solving the puzzles felt. Um sure. the ending means that it's not a game of the year contender for me. And you know, at the end of the day, it is a bit stiff. It's it is very ambitious for the scope of the game that it is, um, and I think that does hold it back. With instances like you mentioned before, with the watch and stuff like that, um, just not being catered for, not being allowed, not being thought of in advance, which is fair enough. I don't envy the the designer or any of the developers trying to account for all that stuff. I mean, apparently, the the script was absolutely monstrous for the for the voice actors. Oh, I, I um, yeah, like that is, yep, that that makes sense considering the amount of like writing. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was only written by two people. Yeah, one of them, the lead 
coder designer. Yeah. Yeah, it took it took him six years to make this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been around for a long, long ass time. Yeah, um, I'm glad it. I'm glad it. I'm glad I played it. I'll. Okay. I'm. I'm very. I'm very much looking forward to having a discussion about the story with you, though. Once you're finished with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Perhaps. Oh. Pe- Sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say it might be worth us doing like an impromptu like game spoilers. Right. Um, right. Just so we can go like full into it. Um, I still can't believe how unimpressed I am with fucking James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley's performance in the game. <laughs> yeah. They're, I think they're both great. I think they're both really good. Like Willem Dafoe, obviously, but he's really good in this. And I think the other two are not. I don't understand. If you told me that they were Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy after I'd played the game, I would have went, no, they're not. <laughs> These performances are like fine at best. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is because, you know, it's all being stitched together. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure a very large number of these takes that they do are done separately from each other. Sure. But Willem's got it. (laughs) Yeah. I think partially that's because Willem can be Willem and that like is distinct and... Like, like he his voice and his his way of being is so is so un it's so different from anyone else. Whereas <laughs> Daisy and James both go from having these British accents and you know being quite physical performers to just going to boring husband and wife yeah. America twenty somethings in their apartment. Like they're so they they meet their their source material to the to a T, I think, which is so boring is what their characters are, at least on the surface when you meet them, right? They just don't develop that that much further past that. I don't know why they made him American. Neither do I, man. I would have loved it if like I mean maybe it's just because Willem is and then the various other voice actors they got were for like the the health insurance line and the basically just every, anyone else you call right like the nine one one and the yeah, Bumblebee yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, but they could have like, they could have been a British couple in. Yeah, yeah, they could have. You know, okay. If another thing, if you're getting James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley in your game, maybe you recast the voice of the emergency services person. To say, hey, sorry, just got to really quickly change the location of this because as it turns out, we have James fucking McAvoy and Daisy fucking Ridley in our games. I have and actually I'm just... sorry, but can you, do an, can you do an English accent? If you can't, no worries. We very much appreciate the work that you've done. <laughs> I have actually just realized as an actual story reason as to why they wouldn't. Um, but I, I can't go into it without spoiling the game. Okay. Um, is it a, is it an an Americanism? Is it like a there's a reason why it's set in the US? No. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that because okay. I don't want to spoil the game. Right, okay. Um Oh, is it because of the insurance? So I've also been playing Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think I figured it out. No. Um, no, I've also been playing Persona 5 Royal, um, which is not news, but what is news is I went from having played five hours 
on Thursday to having played 19 hours at the end of yesterday, uh, being Monday. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's a bunch of hours. <laughs> that's so many hours, Jeremy. And boy, let me tell you, am I still getting tutorials? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this game is so, <laughs> so overwhelmingly large. Um, but it is doled out in a very day by day, literally day by day. Like, you know, you, you do day by day, you do days in the, in the week in the game. Like you go to, you wake up and then you do a task and time passes and you meet someone for dinner and then you go to bed and then it's the next day and you go to school kind of a deal. Um, in a way that sort of gets you that roguelike one more day, one more day, one more run, one more run kind of a feel. Right. Okay. Interesting. Also partially because like it gets the evening and it's like, oh, I'll just do, I'll do some study to increase my knowledge um, before, before they go to bed. But when you do that, it immediately sends you to bed and immediately starts the next day. Right. So you kind of have to, you have to save and quit in the middle of a day sometimes. So sometimes I get caught like just going an extra 20 minutes than I meant to. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, with, with in terms of my, you know, I brought this up recently, uh, an episode or two ago, where I was saying, you know, this game's quite, it's quite well acted and it's quite, it's very engaging, um, but it, its content is far too uh, confronting for the start of the game, at least without having had warning of it. Again, like I said at the start, like they go in so hard at the front of this game with so much with assault and sexual assault and self-harm like it goes so hard so quickly um in a way that because you know the way it works is like each like temple right like each each challenge that you do in like the combat sections of the game is like a particular person who's a terrible human being in the real world whose heart you're trying to steal who's you're trying to make them have a change of heart so they confess their crimes and stop being a terrible human being. Yeah. Um, and this first one is one that's really connected to all the characters, and so all of the stakes are quite high. And I've just started engaging with the second character, who's a bit more disconnected from your main characters. But the the particular stakes of this one are way less... I don't know, it, it just... The first one is so intense in a way that is quite off-putting. And it's also handled in a way that is not fantastic, fa- uh, not fantastic at times. Like, yeah. um, you know, this game at the end of the day is a JRPG, JRPG. It's a Japanese RPG. And you're seeing all of those tropes come in. There's this one point where um, the, main, uh, the main lead uh, woman character is like being asked to model for someone in this second arc of the game and then you start pushing this guy because he's like his like teacher is an asshole right he's, he's like the second bad guy um and so this kid is like okay i'm gonna call the cops on you unless you agree on who's this 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 lady character unless you agree on to pose nude for me for this this shoot we're doing and she at no point says yes and everyone's just like oh damn he's got us oh, well, can't do anything. And he's like, oh, I'm so excited to paint this thing. And she's like, wait, I never said yes to this. Don't do this. Why aren't you listening to me? And everyone's like, okay, let's go. He's got us. How are we going to stop him from painting you nude, Arn? And she's like, I never said yes to this. (laughs) (laughs) 
and everyone's it, it, and everyone just like accepts it. And I'm pretty sure this guy who's forcing on to be painted nude is going to be one of my party members soon. And so I can't wait for her to quickly forgive him for forcing her to be like painted nude when she didn't want to be. Like it's just there's so many crappy things. <laughs> yeah. Just just the way people are portrayed and the way the way things are said about certain characters and oh, it's disappointing in some regards. That said, that's sort of like a blemish on top of a very well-told, engaging story. Like, there's a reason why I was able to put in another 15 hours over the course of four days. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 it nails its hooks. Like I said, that sort of one more day thing when you're in the, the real world is quite um, engaging. It's like, oh, a couple of people want to talk to me and that's going to increase my, my relationships with them or it's going to increase my guts stat or my charm stat um you know that's a nice little thing and occasionally you get thrown into the classroom where you've got to answer a question and it's like a little accused but you've kind of been given the answer so you have to think about it a little bit or there's like crosswords on the on the the cafe table where you're staying that that's good fun when it's like oh crossword (laughs) um and then the gameplay hooks when you're in the palaces like you could be in a palace for like three hours at a time yeah Um, that's persona (laughs) Yeah. And all of a sudden you're out of that next day, next day, you know, there's a new day every 15 minutes, a new conversation. All of a sudden you're into, you know, the day stretches into hours rather than like 15 to 20 minutes. And you're exploring, you know, a dungeon in in an RPG and you're discovering new mechanics and new enemies and you're trying to capture them and, and you're being told, you're getting your abilities and you're being told about how to, you know, all that stuff. And so all of the gameplay hooks are really engaging too. And like, I don't know, they they know what they're doing. It's a really well-made game. Um, I'm a little daunted by it going forward. Just because you know there's another 100 hours? Yeah. Yeah. No, because that's, that, I'm, that's I'm, I'm nearly 20 hours in and I've only just started in earnest the second dungeon, really. Um, yeah that's yeah that's kind of that game um yeah that that is actually one of the reasons i haven't started it yet um Mm. because i would love to finish it um (laughs) and you know there's a million one reasons why that's not going to happen um and like you know like i i got through i want to say at least half of persona 4 but I certainly didn't get past more than, you know, like more than two thirds of that game. That's a yeah. long fucking game. Um, One of the things that gets me is I'm seeing, I know basically most of the voiced characters are either vendors <laughs> or party members to be, all right? Like future party members. Right. And I'm looking at them all and I'm like, Oh my god, there's so many of you. <laughs> what a what how are we gonna go through all of your origin stories in this game? But then like, you know, in a JRPG, when you get your party members, by the time you've got like half by the time no, rather by the time you've got them all, you're like halfway through the game and I'm looking at them and I'm like, fucking shit, man, what yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. And you're playing the longer version as well, you know? I, I like know. Persona four sorry, Persona Five Royale is the fucking 
It's the, the extended cut. Yeah, it's got like another semester. <laughs> Does it? Jesus. Yeah. I didn't know it was like that much stuff. Right, okay. Um, good luck. Thanks. I've, I've, I've played, for, for reference, the game starts on like April 10th and 19 hours in, it's like May 20th. It's been like <laughs> six weeks in game. <laughs> it's been like six weeks in real life too. It's nuts. <laughs> are you um? Are you enjoying the combat? The gameplay combat? You know, like I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's deep but, enough yet. Right. I I still don't know half the I still don't know a bunch of the things. Um, right. It's kind of. You know, I've got it to the point where every party member has a different kind of spell. Um, when I come up against a new enemy, we're like, oh, we don't know what it's weak to yet. And so I just go, I want to try wind. I want to try electricity. I want to try ice. I want to try fire. I want to try melee. I want to try range. I want to try curse. And those are all of the things I have access to. And it, there's only three other damage types in the game after that point. So I usually find the enemy's weakness through all of that experimentation. And then once I do that, like I just can steamroll them. Um, That's not too like, that's pretty common for a JRPG where they're still introducing a new character or they're still introducing new types of damage that you can deal. Um, It's still just slowly increasing. Um, There haven't been many where it's like, this one's really challenging. Um, or I have to figure out the strategy for this. Normally it's like, it's health is tough. You have to hit it a lot and survive the whole time. Sure. Um, and like, that is interesting, but that's the only challenge I've really had so far. Um, the first boss was very easy. I, I do find there's a whole thing where it's like, you have to either ambush them or if they, or if the enemy see you in the, before you initiate combat and they hit you, you you get like on the back foot and they like surround you. Those fights are quite tough and surviving them normally means you have to actively heal and you have to actively, you are definitely at a disadvantage. So the, the advantage difference between sneaking up on an enemy, pardon me, and getting caught is quite stark, which I have appreciated, but that's really the only sort of issue so far. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm yeah. interested to see how you progress. Me too. Didn't you have a bunch of other games you were playing as well? What do you mean I've also started Control and Horizon and Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Horizon, uh, it finally, finally, finally got a PS5 um, 4K 60fps patch. Ooh. So, um, which has been great because I've been playing it over the last few months. Um, I haven't played it too recently, but I've got it installed, right? So I loaded it up and just to sort of see it, and it's gorgeous. I only played for about five minutes, but it's stunning. It feels so good. It just, just it, it, it's so good to, to see. Um, and you know, people on PC have probably already seen it already, but it's gorgeous on PS5. Um, I'm in the Frozen Wilds area. Um, oh, and nice. The way. It, the way it worked, because I'm like halfway through that quest line, um, which is why I stopped playing actually, because I got bored of it. But <laughs> um, the way it worked, we I started the the match, started the match, I started the game, and um, it was like middle of the night, 
and uh, Sam and I were on the couch, and I was like, I was, I don't know, I think I was, I was like patting one of the cats, or like they were sitting on it, or I don't know, I was trying to play the games one-handed, and I was like, oh, I can't play this game one-handed, and so Sam, Sam took the other half of the controller, and then was like, oh no, I can't do the camera properly, I'm like, okay, that's fine, we'll swap hands and so we swapped hands so i had the right hand right side of the controller sam had the left side <laughs> and and i was i was steering sam where to go because they were moving the character and i was steering them with the like uh with the camera and so what ended up happening is sam just kind of like walking around slowly and if you're not running in that game you kind of don't get anywhere and so we're just walking around this settlement and walking down the ridge and it's snowing um and then we're kind of on this hill and then I start, I start looking around. I start looking up and Sam's like, uh, I can't see anything. I don't know where I'm going. I was like, oh, sorry. I was just looking around. <laughs> um, but we, start, we look at the sky right as the sun, the sun starts to rise and the, the, the clouds light up red. And, and then we're like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. And we just, we just stood on this hill and watched the sun rise. <laughs> it was gorgeous. And then we walked around a bit more and I, I kept looking around and Sam was like, I can't see where I'm going. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to look at the snow. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, that's enough. And then we closed the game. But it was, it was a nice five minutes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> intended, <laughs> intended play session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm very excited that when I do get back to playing it, it'll be very, very pretty. I'm excited by the time you finish playing it, the second one will be out. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, I don't I know. That's so. a six months. That's a that's a tough timeline you you set there. You should you should you should beat that game by the time the second one comes out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sooner, please. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what it was? I was playing. I was mainlining the story in the DLC. Mm. and I was you know story mission to story mission to bespoke place and then you know what happened the next story mission was um win the trust of the Banuk people which was yeah. take out this bandit camp collect three dies like find this thing do the long neck which I'd already done but it was just like do the open world stuff and I was like ah yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest I I had already done that stuff by the time I got to that quest and so I just got to do the main story like friction free um that meant that means you had to do like six hours of faff at the front though well because I had I like I finished that game and then the DLC came out oh uh, you were very uh, over leveled well, like that, but also I was like, hey, cool, more open world stuff I haven't done in, like, months. Right. And so I was, like, I was fresh on it again. I was like, oh, I forgot how much I enjoy the open world stuff in this. And so I was so willing to do it a chunk more. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, you know, here's a bit more on top of this very long list of things. Um, yeah. I did play it the other day and I gathered a couple of dies, but, like... It's just going to take like an hour for me to do this stuff that I've done so much of and haven't enjoyed that much. The DLC is still optional. Just go back to the regular main story. You know what else is optional, Jeremy? What? Ogdo Bogdo. You want to talk about Ogdo Bogdo? Tell me, tell me why, Jeremy, you have returned to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a game that you were... Pretty, I would have said, all in all, disappointed with. Yeah, it's not great. 
A game um, that I love. Can't believe you love that game. It's um, great. It's a great game. It's it's like it's a it's like a solid six point five. Nah, man, it's like an eight point five. So, so my brain is broken. <laughs> yeah, go on. So, okay, let's 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 wind back a little bit. Oh boy, it's twenty fifteen. Disney has bought Star Wars. At that point in my life, I, Star Wars is fine. It's nothing. There's six movies. And there's a TV show that I've seen about a season of. And Force Awakens is about to come out. No, no, no. Force Awakens has only just been announced at this point. Oh, it came out in 2015. I thought it came out 2016. No. Oh, okay. In that case, it's 2014. And my previous, <laughs> and, and my previous statement is, is, is true. And I don't care that much about Star Wars. And that's about it. It's 2015. Yeah. And then, like, The Force Awakens is coming out. And yeah. they put out Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer 2, specifically. And at the end of the, the end of that trailer, it goes like... No, sorry, the, the end of the first trailer, you hear the, the voice of Snoke going, It has awakened. And I realized that that is true in many ways, because something awoken inside of me that realized I care very, very, very much about Star Wars. And then Star Wars trailer 2 comes out, and I bore my eyes out. <laughs> something, about, something about Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer 2 it's fucking unbelievably different it's like that that first infinity war trailer yeah it's it's pretty close to that i think i think the star wars force awakens trailer 2 hits a bit harder which is interesting mm. for me to say mm. um because like i i think that movie is fine <laughs> i don't think it's particularly great i think it's just like it's fine um, it's in the upper echelon of Star Wars movies, but also like there's. It turns out there's like an equal amount of good and bad Star Wars movies. Um, it turns out now. I mean, that was always the case, but it turns out they they doubled the amount and they kept that fucking trend. Yeah, they um, they kept the ratio. They didn't they yeah. didn't trend it any other way. You're right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, and then and then I've never been. Like and then at that point in my life, I'd never been so high on Star Wars. And this is someone whose seventh birthday party was a Star Wars themed birthday party where I dressed as Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> everybody came Daddy as Jedi. Me. Well, everybody came as like everyone's gonna, I'm going to be Anakin. I'm going to be everyone. And I'm like, that's so boring. And I was like, I'm going to be Chewbacca. So I got a mask and I got the crossbow and I got like the vest and everything. I look great. Um, and then it's 2017. Yeah. <laughs> And the Last Jedi comes out, mm. and I love that movie very, very much. I think that's the second best Star Wars movie. You remember when misogynists made like a no women cut? Oh my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like forty-two minutes long or something. <laughs> um, imagine the being that butt hurt about something like that. Oh, so um, bad. Anyway, and then, and then things start to change, <laughs> and then Solo got pushed back. I want to say like eight months. It got pushed and back. Changed director. Yeah, like it was going to be Lord Miller, who are responsible for, um, fucking into the Spider Verse, right? You know. Oh. Yeah. Right. So okay. So okay. You don't know this. Okay. So. 
Oh boy. <laughs> so so like th- th- this this is quite short, but Disney employ Lord and Miller, who are known for off the wall, funny, and very different movies. Disney employ Lord and Miller to make a Han Solo movie. They start then getting the dailies and the rushes, realize that this movie is a funny off the wall movie, the thing that they are known for. Disney That's a bit f- different. Yeah, something a bit different, which is what they do. Disney freak. And they go, we can't, we need a safe movie. We can't have, apparently they can't have another billion dollar movie, right? You know, like heaven forbid. Yeah. That we can't have a movie that people might not like. You know, challenging, right? You Turns know, they absolutely can have a movie they might not like. Right. And so they freak, they let them go. They hire the narrator from Arrested Development. <laughs> They they hire um you know they hire Ron Howard who is he's a fine director he's a very very yeah. safe director he is he will do what you want him to do and Solo is fine Solo starts off very slow um Solo ends pretty cool um but it's like it's so fine there are large chunks say of that, movie. Would you say that Solo is slow? Would I say it's S- no? S- I would never say. You th- said it was a sl- solo is slow. It's slow, slow, it's slow. Slow at the start. <laughs> Christ. Um, it's solo. it's fine. Um, there are large chunks of that movie I forget. You know, they in that you haven't seen that movie, have you? I haven't yet. No. They explained why he's called Han Solo in that movie <laughs> in a scene that is so unnecessary. It's literally he's signing up for the Empire. And he goes, what's your name? And he goes, Han. And he goes, Han, what? And he goes, just Han. And the guy's like, well, we can't have that. Han Solo. That's the reason his last name is Solo, because he's on his own. Um, well, that, that movie does the whole thing. I remember seeing the Twitter discourse where it was like, wow, they really did just explain every part of Han Solo. They were like, here's where he met Chewie, and here is where he met Lando. And here's where he got the Millennium Falcon. And, and and some of that stuff is fine. Like, you know, they do the Kessel run, right? You know, like every every piece of in any mysterious backstory might have had about Han Solo is now no longer gone. But also you don't internalize that movie inside of Star Wars lore to the point where you sort of just like ignore it. <laughs> um and uh Yeah, it's it's fine. Like Woody Harrelson enjoyable as he is and everything you know like it's that movie's all right that movie's all right it's okay and then <laughs> and then and then the rise of skywalker comes out and it's like the it's the worst star wars movie yeah um, it's 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 the most offensive star wars movie um i would say it's the most inoffensive star wars movie <laughs> see I, I i would actually say it's offensive um, in like not in terms of like you know it's like racist or like you know any form of like it, it, it's it's a it is a stupid talk down to you and like let's just ignore literally everything that's ever happened over the past four years kind of movie it's it's awful it, it misses the point yeah it misses the point in a way with such with such bully right with such like with such headstrongness. Such gusto. Yeah, yeah. 
it graciously misses the point. Um, and I, I have still like to sp- point out we're we're not talking about Ogdo Bogdo yet. No, we're getting that. We're getting that. <laughs> so, uh, and, and then and then I have never been more low on Star Wars. Right? I've 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 never I've never cared less about Star Wars at this point. Mm. Once Episode Nine came out, I came out of the fucking theater at six a.m. because I went to a like a three thirty a.m. screening. Going. I think I hated that. Mm. <laughs> right. It was very, very bad. And then, and then something snapped in my head. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then this is, this is when it started. This is what episode nine did to me. I went back and I was like, why did I care? Why did I care about this? And <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know where it started? Do you know what, do you know what made all of this happen? I Googled uh. a single question. I remember this. I remember this moment, oh, <laughs> this no. pivotal moment. <laughs> this is when Jeremy became a villain. I googled, "What were the Sith getting revenge for?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why is that movie called Revenge of the Sith? What are they getting revenge for?" Because it's not explained in the entire prequel trilogy. Do you know the answer to that question? No, but I assume it's in one of those those big D and K white. <laughs> compendium books right where you see the cross sections of every vehicle and and person so it's probably not even in that (laughs) so thousands of years before the phantom menace yeah there is a sith jedi war and the jedi like obliterated the sith like they like basically committed the equivalent of genocide upon the sith and then built built their Jedi temple on top of the, the old Sith temple, right? <laughs> Destroyed them for thousands of years, which is why in the prequels, they say like a Sith Lord, there hasn't been a Sith Lord in thousands of years, all that stuff, right? Also, while they can't, also why they can't sense Palpatine is there, Palpatine is the Sith Lord, because he's so close to the Sith temple, because their hubris is so large that, like, he's so connected to the Sith temple that's just below the Jedi temple that that's how he can hide himself. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, so the Sith in that movie being Palpatine. Like their holy places. Yeah. The, the, the Sith are getting revenge for the Jedi massacre that happened thousands of years prior, which they never mention at all in the entire Which there's, there's no literature about... <laughs> Like there is, but not in the movies. It's all books. It's all well, old Republic books. Well, even then, how much of it is books that is canon? Like how much of it, like, like, not much, <laughs> not, much. <laughs> not much. So like, I thought the, the, the thing about Star Wars canon now is for the most part, you can, you can assume what is canon and until there's something directly conflicting it, you can basically assume a lot of it still is canon. So most, like nearly everything post episode six, obviously isn't that that was in the old EU. Uh, but right. most things that were prior to episode one, like they are still largely in canon. Until, uh I don't know. Um, they have since started to explore stuff prior to episode one um, with the. It's called the the. High Republic? Yeah, the High Republic. Sorry, I just had to look at the book. Um, yeah, the, the High Republic is what they're... But, like, even then, that's still prior to the Old Republic stuff. Um, so, 
it they are I, I, as far as I'm aware, they're actually currently going through and deciding what they're going to bring through and what they're going to bring not. Um. Anyway, that broke my brain, and now I know more about Star Wars than I've ever known in my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. I watch breakdown videos about, you know, why does Darth Vader never raise his arm above his shoulders? Um, or like, you know, what happened to the fighter pilot that fell in love with Darth Vader? And like, you know, real, like, a lot of shit, right? A lot of nonsense. A lot of nerd shit. And then Disney are like, hey, we're going to do one final season of Clone Wars. I'm like, all right, cool. Perfect excuse for me to watch all of Clone Wars and get caught up for the new season. Last season of Clone Wars was amazing. Then they're bringing out Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian is mostly good. Some of it sucks. Looking at you, final episode of season two of Mandalorian. You know, you like, didn't like that episode? No, that episode fucking blows. Oh, I like that episode. Oh, Luke showing up is the worst. Spoilers. Yeah, I mean, you know, that sucks. That's that's the stuff about Star Wars that I hate. <laughs> Make the universe feel fucking tiny, real fucking small. Also, the yeah, animation it's on full it was, of chosen ones. Yeah, and it, it has that, to revolve around the the chosen ones, which is why the Last Jedi was one of the best because it actively goes against that. It actively goes against that. Anyway, I've never been so high on Star Wars stuff in my life which is why now that the Bad Batch is over and we're not getting any more Star Wars until Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian Season 3, whatever comes out first, I think it's Book of Boba. Yeah. Sometime in December. I am now having withdrawal symptoms for not having any Star Wars every week. You're adrift. Yes, I'm lost in space, you know, on an asteroid looking for my Star Wars. And I've (laughs) seen all the movies too recently. And I'm listening to a Clone Wars podcast, which is sort of giving me my Clone Wars fix. And there's no more Bad Batch. And so finally I decided to replay Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. For two reasons. One, because of the reason I just told you. And two, because I played that game pretty soon after Sekiro. And I was a bit yeah. like, I was a bit like, oh, this doesn't feel nearly as good as Sekiro. And it's because it doesn't. Um, and I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll, like, m- maybe I will feel a bit better on it now that I've had some distance in between this and Sekiro. Um, no, like I still actually don't think it feels that great. Um, mm. The jumping and all of like the sliding and the platformy stuff, I still think is really crap um, and gets in the way and is glitchy. And like, you know, when you fall off an edge, it like I very rarely feel like it was my fault that I fell off an edge and fell down a crevice. Yeah. It's more often than not, it's because the game was just doesn't control well or he didn't grab onto that ledge. It's not um, the tightest game. It's a little loose. No, and, and I think, like, the issue is, like, if that game had six more months to real, like, really, really tighten everything up, we said this when it came out, it would have felt incredible. Um, it doesn't fix the biggest problem with that game is that game has no characters and is devoid of nearly all charisma. Um, what do you mean the Joker's in that game? The Joker is in that game. <laughs> um... <laughs> um This brings us to Ogdo Bogdo. <laughs> yes, finally. I think it's so been I, nearly 15 minutes. So I really, what I really wanted to do when I played Jedi Fallen Order was just hit that little fix. And the beginning of that game does hit that fix in a way where you're, you're a scrapper. There's, 
you know, there's ships from the Republic Age, there's Clone Wars helmets, there's droid parts, there's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a you know a sightseeing journey in a way that it doesn't actually really feel yeah. that organic. Um so much oh, look over there, there's like a Jedi fucking class cruiser. Hey, look over there, there's a Jedi Starfighter. Hey, look and you're like, hey, it's got a lightsaber. Like it's it's very like <laughs> shitty. Um <laughs> and like it's 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 fine. Like it reminds me of the the Battlefront 2 campaign where there are like 12 missions in that campaign and every single mission features a Star Wars mainline cast member. Um, there's the mission with Han Solo. There's the mission with Luke Skywalker. There's the mission with Leia, right? It's, it's like crap. Um, this feels like that. It's a bit better than that. This is better than that. This is definitely better than that. But like, you get some nice, like lightsabers in the rain action, all the reflections. Yeah, but it doesn't hiss. That's a good point. But the, the, you need it to pretty. Yeah, the lights are pretty. Like the game looks decent, and I'm playing it on the Xbox Series, and they they put out an Xbox Series X patch, um, which gives it 60 FPS and and makes it look nice. Loading time's still bad. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. Like glitched kind of bad. Like there were parts where I was fighting Ogdo Bogdo over and over again, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, uh, <laughs> and like I am loading longer than I had a fight. Um, right. Like still, like kind of, it seems like it's something's actually wrong there. Um, loading times in the original version of the game wasn't great either. Um, so I do all of the starting stuff with all of like the prequel, like the prequel to sequel transition stuff, which I like. And I get through that part way quicker than I remember it being. Like that that mission is like half an hour. Um, the, the front end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember it being longer, but I think because I was learning how to play the game the first time. Um. And also, and you I, were looking at the sites. You're like, ooh, ooh. I was looking at the sites this time too. I was like, ooh, because now I'm like, I know what that is, and I know what that is, and I know what that's called. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then I, and then we get to Zepho. Zepho. Zepho is that the name of the first planet? I think Zepho is the name of the second planet. Oh, that's with right. the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of the first planet. Um, Neither do I. The green one with the yeah. temple. Yeah, the, the temple planet. And I get to the temple. Home of Ogdo Bogdo. Yes. And then I get to the part where... So for anyone who's not aware, Ogdo Bogdo is an <laughs> optional frog boss. <laughs> just, just a very large toad. So <laughs> a, big. A little bit out of the way. Very large. And v- very like, optional. Uh, very optional. And like will two-shot you at this point in the game. And Ogdo Bogdo is like way more people found Ogdo Bogdo at the beginning of the game than I think they anticipated. Yeah. And because um, the game is so like souls likey, right? Where the, it's like you can win if you just learn the enemies and like the patterns and dodge well enough and all that. Like, yeah. It's in, yeah. It, it's within your grasp. Yes. But also, Ogdo Bogdo is kind of bullshit <laughs> and like doesn't actually follow the rules of the game um because Ogdo Bogdo will just sort of like auto aim onto you a bunch and sucks <laughs> and th- I-, I made this complaint when the f- when the game first came out and I'm gonna make it again because I think it's a-, a legitimate design issue with the game when an enemy kills you they then get like a glowing yellow 
aura around them to say, hey, this enemy killed you. If you attack them, then you'll get your soul's equivalent back. This is the one you want to prioritize. Hey, this is the this is the one that killed you last time. Um, but enemies also glow bright red when they're going to do an attack that you can't block and you just have oh, to yeah. dodge. The red doesn't override the yellow when they're doing an attack. And so if you haven't attacked Ogdo Bogdo yet, and Ogdo Bogdo definitely has your souls, you can't tell when he's going to do one of those attacks that he's going to fuck you up. And you just have to cop it because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and also the idea of revenge in a Star Wars as a Jedi also doesn't make any fucking sense. And is <laughs> thematically inconsistent. And is an antithesis of what a Jedi is. Yeah, it's almost like they came up with the mechanic before they really thought about the uh, theming of the world. I've said this once. I'll say it again. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna coil it when I say it, Gary. Respawn need to fucking stick to multiplayer because their single players blur. <laughs> oh man, you're just so, you're just so bullish on that one. You're just so wrong and offensive and. Anyway, go on. I don't know how much more I'm going to play. Um, I want to. I want to get to some of the later worlds again, just because I'm more into Star Wars now that I can probably pick up on some stuff. But like, uh, like the you know, like did they introduce fast travel in a patch later on? Did they ever add that? I don't think they did, right? I, I want to say because I remember you and I, you and I disagreed about that game needing fast travel. Um, <laughs> What did I you just googled fast travel? <laughs> uh, looks like no, no, yeah, I didn't it doesn't. Think so. Um, <laughs> fucking nice one. Thanks. Um, that's what that's what I'm cropping out for social media. Um, yeah, no, that that's that's the clip. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I I don't think that game is very good. Um, that game is like, I'm very much looking forward to a sequel. I really hope that they can really dial in a lot of that stuff. I would be down to them exploring character development potentially, um, in, in the sequel. Um, cause that's something that's sorely lacking in the first one. Um, I was so down for the story of Fallen Order. Uh, I, I didn't give a fucking, I couldn't give frog toes, frog dough bog <laughs> <laughs> None of the characters. I don't remember any of the characters in that game. I fucking was in stitches on the couch when I couldn't remember the name of the fucking pilot, and I called him Wheeze. I was like, it's "Look, it's close. Cal and Wheeze. What's his name? Grease. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's Wheeze. No. <laughs> um, because he says greasy money, baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, what about Sia well. Junda from Wolfenstein? Yeah, I remember her because I recognized her voice from fucking Wolfenstein. What about the twist, Jeremy? There is no twist in that game. That doesn't have a story good enough to have a twist. <laughs> that game has the plot. I just can't believe we've had such differing thoughts on the, on the narrative of that game. I really loved the narrative of that game. Remember the poo Wookiees? The, the, the Wookiees do look like poo. That like the fur textures, they don't have it. It's really bad. But they're also in less than an hour of the game. Oh sure, no, it's not like a that's not a game breaker, but that's like, like really bad. Yeah, it's like 
Where it's yeah, it's I mean, I said, I said this at the time too, but it's like Mirage when Apex came out. It's like Mirage's poo hair. Yeah, yeah. Did they fix that? I think they did. I haven't noticed that nearly as much now. They've got so many skins now that I don't notice how bland the 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 standard ones are. There was a time where once I saw Mirage's poo hair in Apex, like every time I looked at any of their hair. I was like, oh, wow, these all look like crap. It's just Mirage is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's like stylized. So yeah. you notice it. And funnily enough, Cal's hair is pretty good in this game. It's like really like flowy and bouncy when he runs and jumps. Yeah, it looks it, pretty it, decent. It's like an actively decent part of the graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks really good. Um, every poncho also is so bad. <laughs> They're all so fucking terrible. Every costume in that game is awful. I love that we have a, finally, a premier Star Wars single-player story game to mixed reception. But in terms of, we've got a triple-A single-player Star Wars game, right? And it brings up more discussion about ponchos than I would have ever thought possible in games discourse. I love it. I cannot believe that EA made four Star Wars games over like seven years. Squadrons is the fourth one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they made, like, not counting the mobile games, which is where the only part of that fucking deal probably made any money. Yeah. Um, two Battle Battlefront Front. games, one of which caused um, fucking, uh, caused the ire of the fucking United States Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, that was the one game that finally pulled the floor out on microtransactions, which yeah. were getting worse and worse and worse that year. One of them is a, a, a single-player story game made by the folks who are known for making excellent multiplayer. And yep. one of them is a dogfighting game based upon the, uh, the like, based upon the multiplayer from Battlefront. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Big fucking yikes. <laughs> Big yikes. Everyone was so excited for Battlefront when that came out. What we're mm-hmm. going to do, because we're, we're taking forever. I didn't yeah. expect us to talk about Fallen Order for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> yes, relating to Star Wars, because I, I, I don't want to end this thread just yet, but sure. we need to have a break. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to do that. Um, and then I'm going to... Uh, so yeah, I'm going to ask this question and then we're going to have a break, Jeremy. Sure. I'm ready for the question. Why don't you play KOTOR? Have a think about that. Don't answer me immediately. Have a think about it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We are back from the break, not to answer June's question, but to answer mine. Jeremy. Why don't I play Kotor? Why don't you play KOTOR, huh? That's a good question. Um, you haven't played it before, right? I, I've not played it before. I honestly know very little about it. Realistically. Um, I, I, I think I think there's actually a pretty... I, I think the reason is is because it's not officially part of the canon anymore. And okay. a, a larger part of my initial investment in Star Wars when Episode Seven came out was, hey, there's a new, there's a new canon, there's a fresh canon. There's not a bunch of stuff that's already been made. There's not a lot of stuff that's already like bogged everything down. And I can sort of get in on the ground floor bogged and sort of everything down. 
story. Uh, <laughs> uh, very good. Um, I could sort of get in on the ground floor and sort of be along with it for the ride. Um, that way I, I'm not like, I'm not catching up on a million things and there's not a million things that are referencing a bunch of, a million other things. Um, and looking at the stuff that's not in canon, it was harder for me to sort of like, like think about that stuff going like, eh, do I want to start getting into some of that stuff? Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. I mean, like, it's also like, it's an older game now and starting a Bioware RPG from 2003? It might have been earlier than that. Might, might have yeah. been earlier than that. Like <laughs> About 20 years ago. I, I don't know if I've got the, the the time or the temperament to start getting into that stuff. I think that's fair enough. And it has aged. Like, it's an RPG that's so old. Like, the way it talks about stats and damage inside of the game is with dice rolls. Your yep. weapons do 1d8 or 2d6, and it, but it's all through that obfuscated terminology. Like, if you didn't know any of that stuff, you'd be like, what? Does any of this mean? Um, and, and I'm not specifically against that side of it, but it's more like I think the actual act of playing it, like I would have to get into playing a game that feels like KOTOR. Um, and I'm like, eh, like I, yeah. The eh. thing about KOTOR is it has the music and the sound effects and enough of a backbone of a story. Um, it's got a really long opening, but like it's got enough of a backbone of a story that it kind of hooks you. Right. Um, the thing that that really bogged bogged me down with um, <laughs> with Kotor was a number of things, mostly relating to save files. Um, it's you have to save because yeah. otherwise, when you die, you go back to when you last saved, which was maybe forty minutes ago if you're not careful, and you just have to do it all again. Um, and th- there might be mods as well, which is like auto save or you know, like and that stuff, and that's fine. But I don't know if I've got the the the, the patience realistically at the moment to go back and try and play a game from the early noughts. Yeah, I think that's fair enough because there's a lot of faff and like moving around is really slow and like it's yeah, I think that's fair enough. I have been considering, so one of my other gripes with it in regards to saves was when I accidentally wiped one of my hard drives, um, that game doesn't have cloud saves on Steam. I just lost my save file for that game, which had like 20, 25 hours or something of gameplay. Mm. Um, And I know I could probably get like a save file editor and just be like, hit all the tick boxes in the editor and be like, I had this, I had this, I had this, I did this, I hadn't done that yet. Um... But like, uh, <laughs> so what, I, what I've been considering doing as of recently is maybe I'll just load up a like YouTube video, like KOTOR the movie on YouTube and just watch that story. Because there's, you know, I think there's a there's a decent twist in the middle that everyone seems that like that they love. And I don't know. It's interesting. It's Bioware. So it's like you can like there's different choices you can make. I don't know how like KOTOR the story would actually go in that regard. But is KOTOR on um, Switch? Is that one of the ones they brought to the Switch? Because they brought like five old Star Wars games. Like they've got like, yeah, like Commando, uh, and Jedi Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Pod Racing. Yeah. I I don't think so. 
Well, they're re- wait. Are they remaking Kotor? They're making Kotor three. What's the what was the rumor on that? I think the rumor is remake or reboot. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic remake is is right. what they're doing. The, uh, uh, right. al- allegedly, apparently, according to many many rumors. Many rumors. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's on Switch. No. That's a shame. Because uh, it was it was like an Xbox console exclusive. I mean, I know Pod Race sure, was also but... an N sixty four console exclusive. I think. Oh, it might have been on PS one actually. Now that I think about it, but like. Yeah, I I, th- I think there's something tied up in that. I, I I really haven't seen it in any other places except original Xbox and Steam. Right. Um, thank God it's on Steam. <laughs> I mean, it's probably on like GOG as well, right? Probably. Maybe. It's on iOS. It is on iOS. That's right. I have heard of that. Mac as well. Android Linux. Right, okay. You got an Android? Off you go. Yeah, I'll just fucking load it up right now on my phone. That seems like the way to play that. <laughs> you got a comic book tablet? Yeah, I actually do have a comic book tablet. I'm not going to play it on the phone. <laughs> if I was going to play it, I would, I would, like, play it on Xbox, I guess. Yeah, I think you can do it back, back and pat through yeah. Xbox, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, yeah. I really wish I hadn't lost that save because the, the story's fun and the character's good. I'll, I'll see if I get engaged by a KOTOR movie on YouTube, but we'll see. Um, cool. Well, that was half an hour of Star Wars. Star Wars Minute. <laughs> I'm going <gonna>, <laughs> to soundbite that. Okay. Um, I probably won't do that. Uh, but... Just got a couple of odd bits and pieces to sort of finish off the show. Yep. Some um, fun little stories. None of them about Ogdo Bogdo, I'm sorry. Uh, no. But basically, uh, there's been a bunch of release dates that were announced over the last week or so, basically over Gamescom. Um, that happened this last week. Uh, opening Night Live happened. You know, Keeley's mid-year presentation he does in uh, cooperation with, uh, with uh, Gamescom. Just European E3, if you're unfamiliar, basically. Um, and we've got a bunch of release dates, like Halo on December 8th. And, well, that's those, those are the only, that's one of the only recent ones. But we also got a bunch of release dates for big games coming out next year and a bunch of announcements. And I just want to lay those out for you here right now. So, um, you know, we're playing random things going into 2021. We're playing what? We're playing Deathloop. And we're playing Halo, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. And you know, there's going to be more th- and Diamond and Pearl. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Um, there's going to be Horizon more things 5. that come out next year as well, um, possibly within this first couple of months that we'll be talking about. Um, but this is what we've got so far. January, this is reading from Wikipedia, so I'm sure there's more. But so far, January 21, Elden Ring. Oh. Oh. <laughs> January twenty eight. Real excited. <laughs> January twenty eight. Pokemon Legends Arceus. 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 Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> yeah. 
so like you kind of got two spectrums of open world genres there mm-hmm. um then after that horizon forbidden west on february 18th so a month less than a month later we've got probably what's going to be a absolutely fucking gigantic open world game followed by horizon forbidden no i said that followed by destiny 2 the witch queen expansion which will have probably a raid coming out the week after uh, the the day after i was going to say on february 29th but that date doesn't exist that, that in 2022 uh on the same day comes sifu which is the sort of kung fu daredevil hallway action game yeah. old boy um yeah old boy yeah uh, three days later, on February 25th, is the reboot for Saints Row that was announced at Gamescom, which looks interesting. We'll see how it is. Have you um, played... Are you a Saints Row person? Did you ever play Saints Row? I played through all of three with a friend of mine. Um, and I feel like... And that was about 10 years ago, and I still feel like I've had my fill of Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, every time I see more Saints Row, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, because I played one game once. We played a lot of it, you know. It was and co-op. It's good fun. I'm interested to see how this new one goes in terms of its direction. But that's likely to be another massive, massive open world game. You know, this is on top of Elden Ring, which has open world elements. Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, and Horizon Forbidden West, and the Destiny Two expansion. Um. So that's all before February 25th. And then uh, it was also announced that um, there was a new Marvel game announced, Marvel's Midnight Suns from Firaxis, uh, people who make XCOM games most recently. Apparently this isn't going to be XCOM, but it's going to be tactical something. Um, and that's coming out in March sometime at this point. You know, that might come out later than that. The date isn't set, but it's also pretty soon. So, you know, who knows? That is an absolutely fucking st- Stacked couple of months. Not even a couple of months, like two months, because it's from January 21st up until February 25th um, from Elden Ring to Saints Row. It's also worth pointing out that we also currently don't know when the Breath of the Wild sequel is coming out, and mm-hmm. I reckon it could pretty easily slot into a March timeline. Which would be absolutely devastating for Horizon. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're far. If it if it went into a March, it would be far enough away. Well, yeah, because and people Horizon are was originally in this one. like February twenty eighth, and then what? Breath of the Wild was like three days later on in on a new Nintendo console. Yeah, and like people are far more interested in this one than they were the previous Breath of the Wild and all that stuff. So, yeah. So it's it's interesting. You know, there's so many things that are meant to come out next year. Um, God of War isn't fully announced yet. We still don't know what's going on with Final Fantasy 16. There's so many things that can come out. Um, but if that's the start of next year, holy crap. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's been pushed out of this year into the next. Um, mm. And there'll be stuff that will be pushed out of next year into the year following. But like, there are a lot of, there are a lot of question marks around that, like just how stacked it's going to be. And... Mm looking like it's going to be pretty stacked. Um, you know, Splatoon and 3, I think, is pretty comfortably going to come out next year. Yep. Um, 
Skull and Bones is never coming out. Um, Project yeah. Triangle Strategy is apparently supposed to, you know, that looks like to be a next year game I could see pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I'm not um, sure it'll light the world on fire, but yeah. No, um, but like, you know, it'll be another one of those. Um, yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo, um, you know, that, that, that one I think is probably, I could see coming out next year, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Lego Star Wars is finally coming out next year. Oh, oh. Oh, let me tell you, going back to Star Wars real quick, <laughs> that, that Lego Star Wars trailer that they showed off the other day, that uses the music from Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer 2, and I recognized I immediately, and I was like, ooh, ooh, hello, hello, I'm here. Um, also, that looks really fun. That looks really fun. It does. It does. Um, Mario and Rabbids, the sequel, will probably be out next year. Yep. That Sonic um, game. Ah, Sonic, we'll see. Sonic Range, whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't think I even. I don't think I even named it properly. It was just no, like they didn't. It, Sonic it, Project. Yeah, but like the the leaked name, that yeah. that apparently it's not great. Um, yeah, like there's a there's a few there's there's a few games coming out here. There's a, there's that Tiny Tina game as well. Um, it'll be a it'll be an interesting year. Mm. It'll be very very. It'll be it, it'll be like this year. It'll be very full at times, and then it'll be dead for two months. Yeah, is is, is yeah, what I sure. is what I assume. This is fuller than I remember. What would be the equivalent be for another console launch? This is fuller than I remember. Twenty. Oh no, twenty fifteen was actually stacked. Now that I think about it, the first year of console was kind of quiet for twenty fourteen out after PS four and Xbox One, and then twenty fifteen was stacked. What was that? It was Rocket League, and it was Witcher three. Um, yeah, I remember that there were there were a bunch of them. I remember that year because I remember I, I wasn't watching Good Game that much, but I watched their end of year thing, and they didn't name a game of the year because like all of the like nominees, they were like all of these are valid for game of the year. These are all fantastic games: Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid Five, Arkham Knight, That's Rainbow right. Six Siege. That's right. Wow, what a year! Yeah. Do you think we see Final Fantasy sixteen next year? Maybe. Um. I, I, I'm I'm not too sure. Um, I don't yeah. know, like the because it's because it's because it's not Nomura. I don't know what is like really happening with it. Um, yeah. Do you reckon we see? Do you reckon we see not get see remake two next year? Seven remake two. I think we can see it maybe by the end of the year. Okay. Um, or like opening night live next year. Right. Yeah. Um, or a state of play or something. I I think we can see it. Um, because what would that be if 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 we see it at the end of next year, say it releases around a similar time, like April 2023, that would be a three-year turnaround between parts. I think that would be pretty generous for what they're aiming for, because um, they're not they're not remaking that engine anymore. They've got the they've got the no. engine, they've got um, the framework. So what, what do they have to do? They have to they have to design and implement the new characters, which would be fairly meaty design work, but. I mean, in they're long of, games, but like they've made PS5 versions of remake now. So like that, that is, that was their, all right, let's get used to designing on the PS5 now. What can we yeah, do? Let's port it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm excited I mean, with, with how much content they made for. Integrate. Integrate. Thank you for Yuffie's DLC. Um, and for how. Or different. intermission. Sorry. Oh, episode intermission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, yeah. next year is looking fun. I just wanted to bring yes. that up. It's a fun little navel gazing. 
Yeah, there's um Starfield. Oh yeah, right. That's next year, isn't it? Yeah. Do you reckon that gets pushed? I it's doubt hard to it. Say. Yeah, I, it is hard to say. I doubt it. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Dead space, apparently. Uh, yeah, no, nah, that's not coming next year. Um, we've got a couple other things. Little, mm-hmm. little fun stories. Just some a collection of collection of J- Jeremy's strange stories is found across the internet for the past over the past week. Last time we had a we had an apex coup inside of a, <laughs> in, inside of a um in inside of a Titanfall remastered fucking appeal. Yep. We've had um what well, what was another one we had semi recently? There was another one that I brought up. Um, uh, oh, what of, was that? Yeah, I can't remember what it is now. Um, anyway, you can go back to previous episodes and have a listen to it. Um, so, uh, about a week ago now, um, August 20th, so 11 days ago from this recording, nearly two weeks ago, um, someone online on Twitter tweeted, um, an image, which is a, uh, a picture of the Xbox live, um, character uh g- gamer gamer picture is what they were called um because that was back when there was it was the gamer tag there was gamer points there was gamer score um and there was gamer pictures um 360 era was full of gamers as i'm, as I'm sure you're aware um, i when they've all gone yeah right it's a picture of his uh I'm, what i'm assuming is his xbox series or their xbox series um, and it's, they have not changed the gamer picture since the Xbox 360 era. As in like the, the stock pictures you could choose from back on the 360. Well, I mean, you, you could buy them. You could, you could purchase them for, for real money. Oh my um, God. yeah, back then you could. Um, and so they had purchased, um, a gamer picture It's a picture of a ghost from Pac-Man, um, and set it as the gamer picture and they never once updated it. The tweet is, with each passing generation, Xbox tries to shame my Pac-Man ghost avatar by shrinking it ever smaller and smaller. I will not yield. I bought this game a picture for 80 Xbox points in 2006, and I'll be fucked if I won't remain. If and I'll be fucked if it won't remain the best dollar I've ever spent until this, until the seas boil over. Um, <laughs> this person is uh, NoCon on Twitter, and it is a. It is a very large circle, and inside of it is a very low resolution square, very very small of the of the ghost, um, and it looks very funny and very silly. Uh, that tweet did did some numbers, um, and then uh, Eden uh, Mary, the engineering lead at Xbox, uh, quote tweeted it saying, "Listen, I can't promise anything, but I'm going to make it my personal mission to fix this." This was on August 25th, um, five days later. They then detail what they did, the steps following, multiple days after as well. Um, so I'm just going to read part of part of the thread that they put out. Um, the next tweet reads, Step one, I actually bought the gamer picture. It was $2.38 and not a dollar, so I already have gone above and beyond to give me my bonus already. And a picture yeah. of them buying the gamer picture on the Xbox 360 marketplace because they couldn't buy it on the current generation's marketplace. 
Yep. They then tweeted that same day later on, wow, this is a journey, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Wait, is First this, of the, all, is this the, the Xbox lead? Yes. Yeah, this is the oh, Xbox wow, right, okay. uh, engineering lead. Um, first of all, this is going to be a multi-step journey and I can't promise there'll be steady progress. Excuse me. But if I were to ask you how many ways we display gamer pictures on the console and your answer wasn't something like all of them, then you'd be off the mark. Before we even (laughs) think about what looks good, we need to look at the inconsistencies in the profile page slash editor that started this thread. 360 gamer pics look fundamentally different here, depending on whether you're looking at your own profile broken or someone else's intended. Um, They then have a, a comparison picture where... They they give the picture a a weird background if you look at your own profile, but if you look at someone else's profile, the background isn't there, um, oh. and it has a silhouette like like a like, like an opaque version of that same picture as the background, so it looks a lot more natural. Um, but if you look at your own, it looks busted. Mm. Um, something changed a while ago, and some plumbing got broken as a result. So this page at least was an easy fix. Sorry, Tiny Fairs, you're the first casualty of this thread. Um, the pop-up profile card has been the same issue and wasn't even plumbed another straightforward fix. It's them also showing pictures of them actually going through and fixing all of these steps. Wow. Needed a square game picture to test with. Remembering that time I bought Far Cry 2 at full price just so I could unlock this one. And it's a picture of some random person in Far Cry 2. <laughs> next up, we're going to tackle... Next up, we're going to attack this guy. And it's a picture of the sign-in screen with another broken... Um, display picture as um, the um, as the log on screen. Oh my god! They then detail Fucking... about uh, having to, what it would look like to upscale um, very low resolution images. Um, Three sixty gamer pictures would never get bigger than seventy two by seventy two pixels. The rest of the background is filled in with a blown up faded version of itself. Um, <laughs> Most 360 gaming pictures were designed to be shown as a square and don't deal well with getting clipped to a circle. Like Mr. Ghost here, many of them have a square border adornments that look especially bad when the corners are cut off. Um, (laughs) They then keep keep detailing, keep detailing. Um, This is a few days after the initial thread started. As an aside, on the experiences team, we have something called exploration time, which let us use half the day each week on any random thing that tickles our fancy in the product. I love that we do it. And this week, I absolutely chose to use this to rescue ghosts. (sighs) It's a lot of fun. And sometimes you even learn something new, like apparently 360 Gamer Pictures support transparency all along. Surprise. Anyway, what do you think? Tags, original tweeter, Nucon. Feel better about that dollar. They have since updated um, it and got it working. Wow. They they then tweeted on the 29th, which was two days ago now, Gamerpick Fix is in alpha testing on the Xbox dashboard now. That's um, nuts. That's so wild. And, and it really highlights that absolutely fraught nature of not only web development, but like system and database development as well and integrating it with bespoke consoles and hardware. I absolutely can't imagine the headache you'd get from unentangling that mess Mm -hmm. yep it's it's a really funny really silly story and it it sort of it sort of also shows you how quickly some things can move um when somebody really wants it to move um Mm. when 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 somebody in that position of power like or like that that piece of knowledge that can that can just go out and do something when it's something they legitimately want to do, they will do it very, very quickly. Um, it reminds me of when Sean Layden 
um, got on stage at E3 once and spoke about Vibruben um, as a way of him showing, this is when he first joined PlayStation, like of him proving to the PlayStation fans, like, yes, hi, I'm a PlayStation person. I know about Vibruben. Then he was shocked to find out that Vibruben never actually made it to the US and only ever made it, only ever made it um, in Japan. And he was like, kind of appalled by that. He was like, what? This game never made it? This this PlayStation 1 art darling game never actually made it over to the West? And so he made some calls. <laughs> and then like a week later, it was on the fucking PlayStation store or whatever. Right. Because he he was in that position where he could make those calls and just go, yeah, let's just let's just bring it over. Like, get 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 these people their vib ribbon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is similar to that. This is just a really funny little fun little story. Mm. Um, if if you don't want to go down the Twitter threads, there's an article um, by Engadget, which does a pretty good breakdown of it as well, um, titled Your Tiny Xbox 360 Gamer Pick May Finally Display Properly on Modern Consoles um, from Stephen Dent. So that's that's worth a read as well. Um, we've got a got a couple more. They're probably about as short as that. If you want to, if you want to jump into them, uh, yeah. I mean, we're we're at time, but I let's let's let let's let's do it. I reckon. I mean, you know, let's not get Ogdo Bogdo down. But, no, sure. You know, no, by all means, let's go. They're, they're short and sweet. Um, so this is this both both of these ones as well are also from uh, Twitter threads um, of people who. Uh, have worked at or still work at um, uh, Bethesda. I, th- actually, I think both of these people actually don't work at Bethesda anymore. Um, the, the first one is from one Nate Perkypile. I believe that's how you pronounce their last name. Um, uh, this is a Twitter thread saying, so I have a story about Skyrim intro and how hard it game development is. That intro is famous now, but back then it was that one thing that we had to keep working on and working on forever. I lost track of how many times I've seen that cart ride, easily hundreds. So this thread is about the famous intro to Skyrim, one that has been moved to oblivion, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Um, so the thread is, See, the issue with the cart ride is that it's not just the cart on rails. That cart is physically simulated. Why, you ask? Good question. So anyways, this this meant that all kinds of things would cause the cart to start to freak out and fly off the road. Maybe the road was too bumpy. There was just a physics bug. Maybe somebody accidentally put a rock too close to the road. The cart had a path it wanted to follow, but that didn't mean it was a path it could follow. Big difference. Well, one time, right in that cart, yet again, the cart starts to shake violently, and all of a sudden, whoosh, the cart goes up into the sky like a rocket ship way up there. Some something was telling the cart just to fuck right off and to get off that road. The thing is, it wasn't happening every time. Nobody knew what was going on at first. So it turns out there was another bug where the bee in the game couldn't be picked up. So then some potions couldn't the be bee? made. Like, like, like the animals. Bee. Yeah, like a bee. There was another bug where the, the bee, bee in the, in the game, game couldn't, couldn't be, be picked, picked up. up. Okay. So that so then some potions couldn't be made. That bug got fixed. Only the type of collision put on the bee didn't just tell it to get picked up. It also made it collide into things. Meaning that bee was an immovable force of nature. And if it ever happened to cross the path of the cart, the cart wanted to move down the road. The bee did not want to move. So up the cart goes. So game development is hard. Every time you fix one thing, you might be breaking another. This is especially true about open world games. Yet that interplay of all the systems is what ended up making them all super interesting. 
um, and then they, uh, yeah. they and then they tweet about themselves. They are a solo solo indie dev. So that that was a a, a cute funny thread um, mm. about Skyrim, which then spawned the final thread of today's episode. One from Joel Burgess, who also worked on Skyrim, and he tweeted. All right, so inspired by Perky Pal's B post yesterday, here's one of my favorite bits of a Skyrim oral history, the myth of the treasure fox. I've told the story before in talks, etc., but I don't think I've shared it with Twitter. Here it goes. Among Skyrim players, you will occasionally see this tip. If you see a wild fox, follow it and you'll be led to treasure. Sometime shortly after shipping, we saw this going around online and an informal investigation started. Who made the foxes do this? <laughs> The usual suspects got introduced, got interrogated, myself, tags, a couple of the people who also were working on the game. Among others, nobody confessed. I got curious and started digging around in the scripts. Nothing. So if nobody made this behavior, what's up? Gene figured it out. So he's tagged someone in that name, Gene Simone. Skyrim uses something called NavMesh for AI navigation. For non-dev folk, this is an invisible 3D sheet of polygons that is laid over the world, telling AI where it can and cannot go. uh, And then they tweet a photo of it as well. Um, In most situations, you're steering AI... Sorry, you're seeing AI decide what to do, run at a player, hide in cover, use nav mesh to make a path and navigate along that path. Foxes are no different, but the AI is very simplified. They basically can only run away. If you spook a fox, it flees. So foxes flee. Why would they flee towards treasure? This is where things get interesting. If you're close to an AI in its high process or the most fancy CPU intensive pathfinding, it uses the full nav mesh and will do things like line of sight and distance checks. So it will basically look around to know where it's going before it starts to run somewhere. Hmm. To contrast, there is low process, useful stuff like NPCs walking a trade route across the world. These are only updated every several minutes and position is tracked very loosely. The bandit stabbing your face, however, is, is uh, running navmesh stuff many times per second. That's to save resources because you don't need to simulate the entire world when you're not everywhere all at once. So Gene knew something that I didn't, as usual. There's a sort of medium process for characters nearby but who didn't need the complex pathing of combat. Because, because of the way Fox's AI worked, always be fleeing, it basically only using this process. This is where understanding of Skyrim uses nav meshes come in. Swaths of the outdoor world have a simple nav mesh. You don't need to add lots of detail in a space with basic topography, little clutter, or low chance of combat. So wilderness equals small number of big triangles. That's again a right. way to save um, on uh, resources because if there's nothing in between point A and point B, you don't need to then design an entire like an entire system of where you would be in between point A and point B, you can have a very simple way of doing it because there's no point. You're not going to get stuck on anything anyway. When you stumble across something like a camp, however, nav meshes get way more detailed. Added visual detail means added nav mesh detail. And if we're placing NPCs of any kind, we also tend to add even more detail. So points of interest equals big number of small triangles. You see where this is going? The fox isn't trying to get 100 meters away. It's trying to get 100 triangles away. You know where it's easy to find 100 triangles? The camps slash ruins, etc. that we littered the world with and filled with treasure to reward your exploration. So foxes aren't leading you to treasure, but the way they behave is leading them to areas that tend to have treasure because points of interest with loot and have other attributes, lots of small nav mesh triangles, for example, that the foxes are pursuing. To players, however, it's the same thing. It's a little nerdy story, but I love it. Emerging gameplay is often used to describe design randomness, but this is a case of actual gameplay that nobody designed emerging from the bubbling <laughs> cauldron of overlapping systems, and I think that's beautiful. 
and then yeah. they link the original thread that I mentioned prior to that. Um, those are fun. It's those so are, fun. Those are so fun. Games Especially are when you consider like how everyone that the, the the adoring public just slams Skyrim for being a busted game and like like there's so many things you you can't because you have to create every interaction from scratch in these games when you start creating systems so many things can go wrong that if you get them to a point where they go right it's it's incredible mm-hmm. but when they can when they can develop and stew and interact and bounce off each other and like create new they interactions for it, it's incredible like and when you think about it like you're meant to be able to follow, um, like you can follow dogs in Breath of the Wild to to um, find stuff that they dig up for you, like food and stuff. You can follow the foxes in Ghost of Tsushima. Like this is a, a sort of an integral part of open world game design for some games now. And there's a good chance it came from this game and it's a complete accident. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like I love finding these stories about things being accidentally created inside games um, because oftentimes, yeah, you know, like you just said, oftentimes accidents can accidentally create something that that later on becomes intentional. Um, And it's always really funny when like a happy accident is actually what creates something that might become like a mainstay for a franchise or a series later on. Um, And there are a million and one stories online about that sort of stuff as well, um, and it's they're always they're always funny and 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 worth reading in my in in my opinion. One hundred percent. Yeah, learning about game dev is good, actually. Yep. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know we're gonna end the podcast. I'm gonna consider whether I'm gonna load up Outer Wilds and maybe replay it before the DLC comes out. Now that I've uh, I've seen a couple of tweets from Tamar Hussein uh, during the break, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm considering it and I'm kind of freaking out and I'm like, yeah, right. Am I am I ready to do that yet? And I think the answer is no, but I kind of want to play that game again anyway. I don't know. I got to think about it. I talked about it after the podcast. Y- yeah, you'll see you'll see what happened next week when we come back for the minimap cast. And uh, whether that's one of the things I've been playing or not. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you've gotten this far, um, we really appreciate it. Um, this is a, a, a very fun, tangential, this way, that way, Ogdo Bogdo podcast. So thank you for hanging out with us. Um, you can go to minimap.com.au to find this episode and all others if you're interested in finding more. Um, uh, you can also find this on the podcast service of choice that you're listening to as well as our game club podcast the game spoilers podcast what was our last episode was it oxen free uh yes uh that was a good episode i, I enjoyed talking about that one um but we also talked about the occupation recently uh with a friend of the show byron um that was really really fun um sort of talking about how how hard i failed at that game when i was playing it you should listen to that one it's good <laughs> um there's also our pop culture kissability ranking podcast nailed it uh called the pecking order um which is just a good time that you can listen to as well um if you want to support the show monetarily you can do so at patreon.com slash minimapau you can also keep up with the releases of the episodes on twitter uh 
Uh, so for the podcast and the website itself, that's at minimapau. Um, Jeremy, what's your Twitter? At Obi-Wan-Jez. Uh, mine is at Ogdo-Bogdo. Um, you can also find me at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, besides from that, I think that's it for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably with not as much Star Wars stuff, but honestly, you never know. Uh, tune in next week to find out, and we'll see you then. Bye.